Good morning, listeners. Welcome, welcome. Hopefully today is going to be full of peace and happiness. And that's what we're going to pray for. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. It's a daily podcast and I'm your daily host, Pamela Staten. I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Cindy. She's my neighbor and uh, she does live right next door. And I ran into her yesterday and she had compliments for me. And I thought that was so sweet because she really didn't have to say anything. <laughs> but everything out of her mouth was really lovely. And um, and that's a, that's a nice neighbor. So thank you, Cindy. You might be listening through the walls. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, God bless you. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. We beseech you, God of mercy and love, to watch over this family of ours. May every member of our family be wholly devoted to you and protect us from all adversity. In your kindness, guard us from every evil. Amen. And please shine your light upon my family. Give us strength to overcome all the difficulties that we are dealing with now and protect us against any and all problems that we may encounter in the future. Amen. And we thank you, Lord, for the protection that you give us, that we are not suffering any more than we need to. As I open up my Bible at the start of each day, I lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray, Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words I say. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord, for the blessings of your son, for my family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, everyone. And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the ending of each day, I will praise my Father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created and the lives of those I love. There's nothing greater in my life, nothing greater in my life, nothing greater in my life than my love for God above. Amen. Amen. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. 
thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. Amen. Oh, we're coming close to the end of this In Touch magazine. Oh, it says, God is love. It is his very nature to care for his creation unconditionally. This means that no matter what we do, the Lord will not stop loving us. After reading that sentence, many people are going to think of a dozen reasons why they are an exception. So let me make this clear. God loves each of us, and the only thing preventing us from experiencing that love is our own hesitation to accept it. The truth is, none of us deserve the Lord's love, and yet he freely gives it anyway. Some people intellectually believe every word of the Bible, but still feel unloved because they judge themselves unworthy. Their doubt acts like a dam, keeping the flow of God's care from their heart, and the barrier will hold as long as the person believes divine love must be earned. Romans 8.32 tells us the good news, that God is for us, and the cross is a stunning example. Jesus died so that we could be purified and enter into a relationship with the Father. The Savior's atoning sacrifice is itself proof of God's love, but there are many other expressions of it, including a unique purpose and plan for each of his children. And through his sovereign control, he works every situation. What situation? Every situation. Which situation? Every situation whether good or bad in itself, to our benefit. He works every situation to our benefit. Won't you ask the Lord to reveal and help you clear away anything that might be blocking the flow of his relentless love? Clear away anything that might be blocking the flow of his relentless love because we do have it. Okay, stay with me listeners. It's going to be a great day. I'm feeling good, well rested, happy, in peace. Ah, so good. Talk to you soon. I mean, talk to you soon. Stay right there. I am craving Proverbs. (laughs) Let's do it. Whoever stubbornly refuses to accept criticism will suddenly be destroyed beyond recovery. When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. 
but when the wicked are in power, they groan. The man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father, but if he hangs around with prostitutes, his wealth is wasted. A just king gives stability to his nation, but one who demands bribes destroys it. To flatter a friend is to lay a trap for their feet. Evil people are trapped by sin, but the righteous escape shouting for joy. The godly care about the rights of the poor. The wicked don't care at all. Mockers can get a whole town agitated, but the wise will calm anger. If a wise person takes a fool to court, there will be ranting and ridicule, but no satisfaction. The bloodthirsty hate blameless people, but the upright seek to help them. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. If a ruler pays attention to liars, all his advisors will be wicked. The poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to eyes of both. If a king judges the poor fairly, his throne will last forever. To discipline a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. When the wicked are in authority, sin flourishes, but the godly will live to see their downfall. Discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild, but whoever obeys the law is joyful. Words alone will not discipline a servant. The words may be understood, but they are not heeded. There is more hope for a fool than for someone who speaks without thinking. A servant pampered from childhood will become a rebel. An angry person starts fights. A hot-tempered person commits all kinds of sin. Pride ends in humiliation while humility brings honor. If you assist a thief, you only hurt yourself. You are sworn to tell the truth, but you dare not testify. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice comes from the Lord. The righteous despise the unjust, the wicked despise the godly. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. Do not add to his words or he may rebuke you and expose you as a liar. Oh God, I beg two favors from you and let me have them before I die. First, help me never to tell a lie. And second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs.
Amen. We'll stop there. There's always more Proverbs, but we're going to take our wisdom in little drips and drabs so that they uh, sink into our bones. Honestly, this morning, listeners, I woke up and I don't have any needs that I can think of. Isn't that amazing? So that means where there is faith, there is love. Where there is love, there is peace. Where there is peace, there is God. Where there is God, there is no need. I have faith. I have love. I live in peace. I live with God. And therefore... I have no need. Amen. Stay right there. Be right back in just a moment. And here's our prayer from the wilderness written by Avis Marcus. Father, I praise you as a sovereign God who always keeps his word and who is the author of my restoration. Just as you crafted my wilderness experience, you are now creating the newness, which brings me into another season of my life, a time of joy, enlarged territory, and God-directed purpose. Not only are you showing me your plans for my life, you are blessing me with the desires of my heart. Your word says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. And that's Matthew 6, 33. And yes, I seek first the kingdom of God. As I strive to be obedient and keep you first, I experience joy as you fulfill my wants and my needs. Restoration is visible evidence that trouble does have an expiration date. New things will spring forth from you. All situations, both positive and negative, have an appointed time, and joy does come in the morning. Lord, as you bless me, to enter into this new season. I thank you for the experience of my wilderness lessons. No, I did not enjoy the circumstances, but I know I am stronger. I possess the testimony to know what it means to wait on the Lord. I can say it is true. You do provide strength, encouragement, and reassurance. Father, My heart is filled with the joy of believing in you, knowing you, depending on you, waiting on you, resting in you, and loving you. Learning to keep you first in my life gives me spiritual focus. I know as I encounter situations throughout my day that you are with me. Amen. 
I realize moving out of my wilderness season into restoration requires a closer walk with you. So please do not allow me to fall into the trap of independent thinking. Help me to remember my life, my hope, and my future is still in your hands. Let me rejoice and be glad that I am not alone. I praise you for your love. I praise you for your plan for my life, the privilege of a new season with you, and your love that keeps me, your thoughts of peace and goodness toward me, and the joy of restoration. In the name of Jesus, I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. Amen, Lord. Amen. John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Amen. And God's promises day by day. He makes them to us day by day. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's one we've got memorized by now. The love that calls us into being, woos us to himself, makes us his bride, lays down his life for us, and daily crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercy, will not, no matter how it may appear in our loneliness, abandon us. I will never, 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 never leave you or forsake you. And it says the Greeks list five different negatives. Never, 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 never. He will never leave us or forsake us. Amen. In God's way, day by day, day by day, Day by day. Says living like Christ. John chapter 14, verse 12. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do. Jesus challenged his disciples to be perfect, to be made whole and complete, to lay down their old lives and pick up a new life that he would give them. No friend will ever challenge you to the heights that Jesus challenges you. Whatever Jesus commands us to do, he enables us to do. He is a friend who not only tells us what to do, but a friend who walks through life with us every step of the way, guiding us, and empowering us to live out the life that he himself led. And I believe it. 
I believe it. Amen. And God's purpose for your life. It says God has a good purpose for every situation and stressor that you encounter. This may appear odd to you today if your life is especially busy, painful, or even out of control. But understand, there are no coincidences with him. He is the architect behind every blessing that comes your way. And many times that begins with helping you understand how weak you are on your own. This is why you don't have to wonder if God truly has a plan for your life. He does. To a detail that you cannot begin to conceive. So that extra assignment, that painful reminder, that conflict, that added challenge, none of it is a surprise to him. None of it is a surprise to him. In times of trial and sorrow, take heart that he has allowed your difficulties to bring some deeper understanding to him of him to you. He is in the midst of blessing you with the development of your character, the development of your faith, the development of your hope, and some good gift that will remain with you forever. The Lord your God is preparing you for a blessing not necessarily in a material sense, but spiritually and emotionally. So don't despise the pressures and trials. Rather, embrace them with his grace and keep watch for all he will do for you. Jesus, plain and simple, I trust you. Thank you for the blessings you give me through these trials. Amen. Be right back in a moment. Hope for each day is going to give us some closing points for today. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. Lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. As Christians, we aren't to isolate ourselves from the world in which we live. We are part of society and we share in its difficulties problems, and hopes. The Bible has much to say about our social responsibility. The Old Testament prophets condemned those who ignored the poor and exploited the weak. Not that it is easy. As Christians, we know human society is affected by sin. 
and any effort to improve society will always be incomplete and imperfect. We will never build a a utopia on earth. But we must do all that we can to alleviate suffering and to strike at the root causes of injustice, racial prejudice, hunger, and violence. We are to work for a peaceable life and human dignity for others. God loves this suffering world. Jesus saw the crowds and was moved by compassion. Matthew 9, verse 36. Christ is concerned about the whole person, including the society in which that person lives. All we have to do is share his concern. Amen. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. By faith, I accept many things in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation as your word. By God's grace that settled the issue for me once and for all, from that moment on, I have never had a single doubt that the Bible is God's word. When I quote scripture, I know that I am quoting the very word of God. This confidence in God's word not only gives authority to one's ministry, it provides a solid foundation for one's life. We who trust in God's word aren't living according to what someone says about the Bible or some human philosophy. We are basing our faith, our ministry, and our life itself on God's unchanging truth as it is presented in his unchanging word. God's word is the foundation of your life. Amen. My dear listeners, I implore you to read your Bible, to keep it by your side, to study it, to get to know it, to trust it, to pray for understanding because it is all the doctrine of the Lord and it is our instruction for dealing with life. Nothing is new under the sun. It has all happened before and it's a vicious cycle, obviously, of what continues to happen. When the adversary comes on you, that's the devil, you must rebuke him. He is real, sadly enough. He is alive. And we are to help others see God, trust God, know God, follow God, love God, so that they too 
can receive his protection. We are called listeners. Those listening to this podcast, we are called by the Lord personally, directly, and we are expected to bring others with us. Do what you can. Identify areas where you can help. Give that help and then let them follow you to the Lord. Amen. Have a glorious day. Come back and pray with me tomorrow. Bye for now.